Hi, welcome to episode 92 of Book Off Banter. We're so, so sorry that we missed um, last episode, but we took Mitchy Machi to new heights. Um, and I messaged Carla and said, can you record tonight? And she said, no, because she was having a major tooth drama. And I messaged her back and said, I am also in the middle of a major tooth drama. Basically, we came out in sympathy with each other and just let you all down. We didn't, we didn't, we need to stop. We didn't let anyone down. We had to look after ourselves. That's the main thing, isn't it? That was a very, that was a very mental health answer, Carla. Well done. Yeah, Um, I I, I felt bad for it. I did feel bad. And then we tried to rearrange to re-record. And I just got to a point, I just said, should we just skip it? I like go to our normal Tuesday. It just seemed like the best option. Um, so, because I haven't really got any news anyway. It's so all this time. Your headphones. It's a sound. Yeah, it's, it's not. Sound. Should I take them off? Yeah, maybe. Right. Okay, go. Right. Should we try that? Okay. Um. Yeah, so I, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, like I've got a weird foot thing going on in my life. Um, and so basically I'm on like painkillers for those, for like nerve pain. Um, anyway, I absolutely fucking rinsed them. What's that weird noise? What's oh, the dog? Um, <laughs> Nora. Yeah. Is it, is it picking up Nora Chamin? Yeah. I think it's How picking it up. Nora? It's picking up more like extra. Honest to God, I'm gonna buy you like five noises. I've got a really good one, but they're just those headphones, those ear ones work beautifully. No issue. I just let them. I just let them not fucking. I let them die, didn't I? Um, so it's picking up everything. I wonder if that's because I've got it inside out. I think you should just have none. I think you should just have the phone. I'm back. Oh, thank God. That's better. <laughs> Would you rather that? Yeah, I'd much rather that. Okay, we'll go for this. Okay. Um, so this... I'm sorry, guys. We're having a few sound issues. My normal headphones um, went to put them on to record and they were flat. They were flatter than my chest. <laughs> um, So they're currently charging... So I tried my magic headphone, my headband ones, but that sounds weird. And it's picking up Nora, who is chumming on the floor. Um, so we're just reverting back to uh, yeah, normal on the mic. So um, what were we talking about? Our teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm on loads of painkillers. Like yeah, I'm on loads of painkillers for my feet. But fuck me, I was rinsing them like it. For my tooth, there is nothing, is there, like tooth pain. And when I went into the dentist, who blatantly fucking lied to me, by the way, and said that, so I had, he said I needed a deep filling in my wisdom tooth. So I went to get it um, done. And as soon as the anaesthetic wore off, I was like climbing the walls in pain. So apparently that was an infection. Which oh. is clearly fucking bollocks, isn't it? Because it wasn't so when it went in. So I don't know how it got infected on the drive home. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was like, mm, something tells me you're lying and you've just fucked the job. And then he had to pull the fucking tooth out. So I was like, so that whole 
thing was a waste of my fucking time. Waste time and money. And a lot of red wine, let me tell you. Anyway, so that's our teeth shenanigans. Birthday. Did you have a good birthday? Not really. Quite a Mm -hmm. quiet one. I'm like... So I went out um, for the week before because my friend's birthday was... It's like two weeks before mine. So why we went on a on the boat night. I oh, don't yeah. think we've done the boat night. I spoke to you. So we were yeah. we got this we got this Airbnb. It was a boat on the Thames. What could possibly go wrong? I got absolutely shit faced. Like I was drunk when we left the boat, and you know, like your embarrassing drunk friend. Yeah, that was me. I felt oh. so sorry for my friends. I only managed really managed two pubs. Oh. I was out of control. That was like me. I don't remember coming back America to the boat. It was like a really deep, big step to get back onto the boat, and it was all with like a rope handle. And there was like I could see they're in the uh, uh, in the Uber bringing me back. I was talking absolute shit. Don't remember. I don't remember. I was talking absolute shit to the Uber driver because I always sit up front, and um, I don't remember. And I could see they were like thinking. Well, afterwards they said they were in this Uber and they were like, how the fuck are we going to get back on this boat? Like, when I get, like, drunk like that, my arms and legs are just, like, ridiculous because yeah. I'm all arms and legs anyway. I look like I look like Inspector Gadget. They're, like, ridiculous. <laughs> so then they were like, they had to get me on this boat. And then it's not even like I then had, like, the decency to just, like, pass out and go to sleep. I stayed up, oh. supposedly. They tell me, talking. I'd hate that. I'd literally push Walking you on the board. Not a fucking clue what I did. You'd be. I overboard. didn't drink as much as like I thought I drank. It was just really weird. Anyway, sometimes though it, was, so it just does that, doesn't it? It catches you unaware. I was well caught out. So <laughs> I was meant to take jazzy jumping on the Sunday. I'm guessing that and did I not thought, happen. Yeah, this was the Friday night. I'll be well recovered by the Sunday. Forgetting that I'm basically a relic, an ancient relic. I'm basically a mummy and I was completely unable to do it. I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. All I did was sleep. I got back. I drove back on the Saturday. I slept for a bit in my car because I felt really rough. I then drove, got back. I said to my husband, I'm going to have to go and lie down. I woke up. He said, you're going to go, woke up. He said, I was like, oh, let me sleep. Let me sleep. He said, you've got to go and do your horses. I said, shit, I'm going to sleep. He said, you've been asleep all day. So I get up. I think, oh, well, I'm not going to sleep tonight, am I? I did my horses. Went and got back into bed. Nothing oh was ready. God. No tack. And I was meant to go jumping the next day. No tackling. And even sat on my horse. I thought, I'm not going to be able to make it. And then I slept and I woke up. And I thought, well, if if I've woken up at a sensible time, like six in the morning or whatever, yeah. I can go and get jazz in, go finish, go. It was half 11. I don't know what, I don't know what I did to myself, but I was having to, I basically, I, I, I went into a coma to recover. <laughs> um, so then that was like the week before, like my birthday. And then my birthday was the following Saturday. I don't really go in big time on my birthday I was meant to go out on the Friday with another friend and the Friday was getting closer and closer I had to cry off I said I just I just can't face it I've ruined it for myself yeah so uh, yeah so I had a really quiet birthday didn't do anything massive didn't do anything big but yeah it was another year closer to death oh, bloody hell. Yeah, some more bed. 
bringing the cheer to the I podcast. My horse is so shitty podcast news. There isn't any. Have you done anything with yours? Um, I jumped mint for the first time. Oh, he was a very good boy, as you'd expect. Of course, he was mint. Actually, mint at the minute because they're all fresh. Mint is very fucking spooky. So his halo has slipped slightly, but and I've oh. fallen off bougie. You will be pleased oh, to well, know I mean, for the podcast. That's that's. I'd like to say it's a surprise, but um, it's not really, is it? Was it a good fall? Oh yeah, it hurt like a motherfucker. Oh. Um, oh. I mean, not serious though, which is kind of the, the most important thing. Um, so it was a shame because we've been doing this like little cavaletti all week, and then Ben was off at the weekend, and I said we're going to set a little course out, just really small. Um pop around that with you here so i came to the first cavaletti that would jump like we jumped all week and he felt a little bit spooky i think because there was more jumps in the arena and i just had to put a little bit of leg on which for bougie means jump higher and um, but he always over jumps the first couple of fences anyway so he probably jumps like a 60 centimeter maybe about a meter but instead he decided to jump at about a meter 60 ben said he cleared the top of the wings um, oh my god which is fine because he, you know, he, like I say, he over jumps. But then on landing, he sharply veered right and I sharply veered left. And that was where the problem really came in. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna that's always gonna be kind of goes against the rules of horse riding, isn't it? Yeah. I think in future when he goes and right, gravity. I'm gonna go right as well. That's gonna be what the plan is. So anyway. Good idea. I crashed. If they on the go floor. right, go right with them. It's, it's it's always beneficial. And I was like, <laughs> and Ben was like, hurt or winded? And I was like, winded. <laughs> um, oh Being winded is awful, isn't it? Yeah. And then I realised oh, I had stuff really pouring scary. out my nose. And I was like, oh, not this again. So then we all traipsed off to the lorry to get the little sample pot to collect the stuff so they can test it. And then by the time I got to the lorry, it wasn't really running, which isn't what happens usually. And then I, I like put my finger to my nose and I was like, it's clear. And Ben was like, it doesn't look like it usually does. And he was like, I think he's knocked the snot out of you. It's like, super. Cured you. So on I got again. Um, And after that, he's so sensitive in the mouth that every, I must have pulled him in the teeth as he ejected me. And he clearly took umbrage to that, the fucking cheeky twat. And so every time we landed after a fence, he went ballistic. and was like, oh, don't jab me in the mouth. I was oh, like, I didn't no, no. jab you in the mouth. Um. So anyway, that was a bit of a shame. Uh, and as I landed and lay on the floor, we were supposed to be going to a trampoline and, um, park with the kids. And I was just like, I'm going to struggle to trampoline. <laughs> 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 but I didn't, actually. I was fine. Um, oh, that's okay then. So, yeah, that's my news. Um, so I asked for your horsey dilemmas because we did sort of mention it at the last at the end of the last episode and we didn't really get very many sent in so I thought rude um you clearly aren't trusting us but anyway so we did an appeal to be fair I mean if I wanted two people to sort out my life I don't know if we would be the people I would go to um I'm you know no disrespect but we ain't got our shit together ourselves so why we think say that because 
since I literally a couple of hours ago asked if our amazing listeners would send them in, fuck me, they've got some dilemmas, these people. They've, they've, I know, they've I've come got in in their drones. So this is going to have to be a two-episoder again because you're all too, you're too filled with dilemma. Um, I reckon. So. i got to run. i got one. So I'll start. Should I start with one of mine? Okay, you go. I haven't got, so basically, I'm not going to name her. Okay. Um, she did say she'll know it's her because she listens. She said she's an avid listener. She listens to every episode. Love you already. Um, and basically, her one is, and I, I don't know. I'm, I think we need your help with this one. Okay. She decided this year she was going to go all out. So this summer, she said, "I'm going to go all out." She had um qualifications for regional to try and get to Babington Grassroots. Okay. And she has gone all out this summer to qualify she has done all the work she's trained hard she's done it all she said she's obviously could be so expensive she's exhausted herself financially she's exhausted herself mentally physically she feels done in um and then she didn't even qualify she missed out on a qualify she said like i think she had two regionals i think she had two she had two regionals and it just wasn't to be that on both of them, nerves got to her. I think she put, sounds to me like she put too much pressure on the fact that she decided that this year was going to be the year that she's qualified. Yeah. And so she was just pissed off. So she's pissed off. This has happened. And she said, now it's coming to winter. And boy, if we come into winter, I mean, it's, it's coming like a fucking wrecking ball, hasn't it? Like those past couple of weeks. And she's skint and she's exhausted and she's got no motivation to do anything. And she's just like, what do I do? How do I find the love again to get me through the winter and get me to next year? She said, because right about now, I just want to sell up. I actually feel that as well, but I'll cover why I want to sell up later. But I was Where do you go with that? If I was her, I would 100% give the horse a holiday until February. Um, and then I would probably, like, early to mid-February, I would do its fitting work. Then I would aim to go out show jumping, um, dressage if she fancies it, but if she doesn't, don't bother. And then literally next year, I would think I've not got a plan for next year I'm gonna wait until like my kind of I think what I do now is before I did things because I felt I should or I had to yeah and now if I don't want to I just don't do it so, I don't like, think she I don't think that was the case I don't think it was because she felt that she should or she had to. no no but I'm saying for, really for this wanted year to do it no but what I'm saying is yeah, like for the really coming qualify so she, she works so hard to qualify. So she does want to qualify. Yeah, she wants it. She wants to go to Babham to grassroots more than anything. But she's given it. She feels like she's given it her all this year. Didn't qualify, and it's like now she's feeling all dispirited. Doesn't want to do anything with the horses. Feeling like shit. And then also there's this nagging voice in the back of her mind saying, "And what's the point? What's the point in trying again?" I gave it my best shot this year. Yeah, so I, I so I wouldn't do it. I'm really that. sorry. For, did you hear that? I just farted. <laughs> Bloody hell! It's, it's all going today. Yeah, so I wouldn't. I'm so sorry. 
I thought it was going to be a silent one. It wasn't. I Sorry. wouldn't. I wouldn't do that then because you're in negative headspace. Mm. Like until you're like, oh my god, I really want to do that, and I think I can smash it. I wouldn't even think about badminton. I'd give the horses in here a holiday, and then I would go out and do. If she prefers dressage, do that. If she prefers show jumping, do that for a bit, and then. See if she gets that like fire in her belly and is like, come on, this season, I'm I'm up for it. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. A long way off in it, March, though. That's what I like. I would just just forget about it for a bit. In November. Or even like don't give them a holiday, but hack them. Like take all yeah. the pressure off and just do like we always give ours a bit of a holiday. When I start to get like this is shit, I'm just like, I'm not doing any more then. No. And I think it does the horses no harm. Which is all well and good if you'll have a horse, it'll have a holiday. Yeah, I mean, to Pan, they had a little bit of a accidental holiday and getting back on him was seriously hair-raising, um, more so even than usual. But, yeah, lunge it until you can get back on it or something. That, that would be my thing. I just kind of yeah. Think... I just my heart really went out to her because it's just you just know that we've all we've all had these ideas of something that we really want to do, and the fact that she obviously got the regionals meant that she was obviously more than capable of getting there, um, and just to have that snatched away and then come into winter with that, I don't know. My heart just went out to her. It really, really did. I just think it must be you know to have that be at that low point at the end of the year and then come into winter and know that you've got six months of slog and let's be quite straight it is horses in winter is fucking slog and you've got six months of slog and you're already feeling a little bit out of love with it and it's just I don't know yeah but you have to reframe it and I, I do agree with you have a holiday take the pressure off do do or don't have a holiday do some other stuff. Get think completely out of your comfort zone and what you tend to do. Do some shit that you wouldn't normally do because you're so intent on training for eventing. So maybe I don't know to have a side saddle lesson or um, do some endurance. I don't know if endurance goes on through the winter actually. Or you know, there's so much you can do with horses that not necessarily can, might be competitive. That would just be fun. That would, but then would also still give you a sense of achievement, which would then help pick you up and motivate you again. It's that's kind of where I went, which was when I fell out of love with it, and mine went on for quite a long time. I was obviously struggling with some confidence issues as well. Was I? I thought about other stuff that I could do with my horses, stuff that I would enjoy. You know, go out with the bloodhounds, go to the beach. There is so much you can do with horses that doesn't have to be competitive. It doesn't have to be drilling and training. It can just, you know, and even thinking about fitting work, don't even think about that then. Just just go and enjoy them. And I mean, literally enjoy them. And I know so many times you say to people, go and enjoy them. And they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy them. And they go and enter a, a show. And I'm like, well, if, great, if that is what you're enjoying them. But if it's not, then, yeah, and... But I also think, you... reframe it. So, like, yeah. you're not actually finishing the season on a bad note. You've qualified for two regionals. 
yeah you're finishing the season on a bad note because you have not managed to qualify for something that every like 90 and meter rider event rider in the country are trying to do yeah I would love to qualify for Hoys you know but ultimately even when you know, say Bougie and Mint are hopefully jumping like the Fox second rounds, Newcomer second rounds, whatever, the chance of me actually qualifying to get there are fucking slim. Does that mm. mean I'm going to end my season on a low? No. I've tried something I would love to do. It might pay off. It probably won't. But I'm not, that doesn't mean I've ended the season on a bad. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready? Honestly, we've got so many. Um, so like I say, we're not going to get to everybody, but, um, we will do next week's episode. I'll be on this as well. (laughs) I had a few people obviously asking about rugging and you can all piss off. Um, I'm not even giving you, I'm not even naming you. Um, okay. Rachel Kyla Abbott, should I ride first and then muck out or should I be responsible and do the jobs first is my everyday dilemma. I cannot bear riding first. I can't bear it. I ride first all the time. I can't bear that. Ride, bung about in the field, muck out. No, that gives me stress. I need to know it's like... Obviously, if you were putting them out in the field and they're going to ride when you got them in, obviously you're going to muck out when they're out in the field. Mm -hmm. But ride first. I mean, I'm good. I break my own rule in the summer because what... Because obviously mine are in at night... Um, so I, they're in and then I ride everything, put them out, then muck out. And then they have like a long day out just for childcare. That's the easiest sort of way to do it, to benefit everyone. But that really upsets me every day because I, I, it's just. You, where do you put them when you muck out? I tie them in the first? aisle. You are? I also tie them. Tie them, them up. Yeah. No, ride first. Get the riding done. Do the fun bit. Right. Well, we were fucking useless there, weren't we? Because one of us said one thing and one of us said the other. We did say we did warn people that the, the dilemma. I, think, ride I, know, first. I don't think we should have come out the gate. Yeah, but and also, while you're out riding, someone else might muck out for you. I'm f- you never know. I suppose that is true. Okay. I am not. This one's anonymous. Sorry. I'm not currently enjoying teaching Pony Club at the moment. Shocking, I know. I used to love it and still love teaching my private clients, but right now I'm just not enjoying the Pony Club side. I kind of need the money, but it's sucking the fun out of teaching for me. And I guess the bigger problem is I feel I can't go out and make my mistakes when I compete my horses because I'm getting judged in my head by the parents. I just feel like I need a break from it and to get focused on myself and my horses again. Maybe I'm just overthinking it, but as I coach, I give a lot of energy um, Mm. to my clients and I don't feel like I'm left with any energy for myself. Plus, I'm worried it will come across when I coach and I don't want that. Should I man up because I have five horses to pay for or take a break, recharge and come back better if I want to? She's answered her own question there, hasn't she? I think she's come to us with a dilemma, but she wants us just to confirm take the fucking break take also break it doesn't have to be an all or nothing get rid of pony club and maybe pick up a couple of extra private clients because you'll have more time and you enjoy teaching them like 
teaching very people. True. Very sensible. You've got your sensible head on today, Katie. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I think it's the knock on the head from Bougie. Um, Maybe. I mean, I can't move my arms. I'd like but... to say, Bougie, we should do it more often, but he does. So. Absolutely. I had to get Ben to unhook my bra in a non-sexual way last night because I was like, I can't move my arms enough. I'm going to be stuck in this forevermore. Um... <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, for me, I got a taste of it when we were at Arena and we had to help out. And it's fucking stressful actually helping people because you're like, you're their their emotional therapist, you're the coach. It's it's huge. And actually, I'm gonna be a bit of a a bit, what's the word, controversial here. But a lot of the pony club mums are like fucking intense. And like Oh my god, they're hideous. You know, you they probably pushy. I hate I hate saying this, but they probably are watching it shows. Because I know yeah. those type of people, like I've come across those yeah. type of people. You know, I've stood by the side of the ring and like, you just don't fucking need, you don't need drama and you don't need grief in your life. And like, if you're not enjoying it, to be honest, I could think of nothing I'd enjoy less than teaching probably 90% of kids, 10% of kids, amazing, best fun ever, game as fuck, lush. But I would, would I want to teach? Mind you, I couldn't teach anybody. Would I want to teach, like, people that I couldn't be asked? And I think the problem with Pony Club is you're not picking, like, Pony Club are going to give you, like, 10 riders or whatever. You know what I mean? They're not, like... And so it's hard to invest in them. For me, I think I would 1 million percent get rid of them. And if you need a bit of money, advertise and pick up a bit of extra, you know, other teaching if you can. Or only fans. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's... Okay, this one. Um, I don't think this has to be anonymous. Ellie Batten. Dilemma question. So I haven't... Usually I read these and I pick them, but I've been really busy tonight. And so I've literally... I've not even read these through. I've got no idea. Dilemma question. This has come at a good time. So I event, well, try to, and I have a new horse on loan who did his first two events at the end of this season. And he took to it really well, but equally he's pretty talented on the flat and I quite enjoy dressage. So over the winter, I have planned to do some BD, but I'm now fancy trying out dressage to music, only at novice level. I would love to do that one day because it looks fun. My dilemma is that I have no idea where to start. Do I, I don't know why you're asking us for dressage advice, do I, A, try and do it myself with the music and floor plan, but it potentially ends up being pretty shit, B, pay someone else rather a lot of money to do it for me, bearing in mind eventing is my thing and I'll be needing to start an OnlyFans account to event next year as it is, C, just not bother, definitely not C, 100% not C. Definitely not C, give it a go. I, do you know what I would say? I would say... Go for A. Go yeah. for A. Because if it's just something you want to try, does it matter if it's not the world's best floor plan? Yeah. If it's just something you want to have a go for a bit of fun, get your Harry Styles playlist on, your One Direction, and have a look Have a look at some other dressage to music so that you can... I'm not saying copy them. I'm totally <laughs> saying copy them. <laughs> on YouTube. She'll be doing that bloody um, Union Jack of Allegro on. And people will be like, I swear I've seen that before. <laughs> 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 maybe not that 
but like have a look at someone's on YouTube so you get some sort of idea and have a bit of fun with it because I can imagine actually putting the I can imagine given the fact that I fucking hate dressage but putting together a floor plan and the music and getting it all to fit to me I would love that that would be probably the funnest part for me and I think don't be shy like probably I bet there's Facebook groups and stuff isn't there like I bet you know people would probably love to like give a bit of advice and I bet the sense of achievement you would get from riding a dressage to music that you have done completely, like you've had your little idea. It was like, oh, I quite fancy some dressage to music. And then you've done the whole lot, schooled the horse, done the floor plan, put the music together. And even if you come fucking last, even if it's a big shit show, the sense of achievement from doing all of that, I say, go for it and send me the video. Because like I can that's if you grow like to you, love it. Go at that. If you grow to love it, you can look back and be like, that's where we started and this is where we are now. And also, like, maybe if you have a dressage trainer, you do it and then maybe they would watch you do it and they might be like, oh, actually, that needs tweaked and maybe that's something that you can tweak with them a little bit. But I bet loads of people wouldn't mind giving, like, little bits of advice, not necessarily even horses. I'll give you some advice. I mean, I don't know what on. (laughs) Don't do that face. Well, we're giving her advice. I don't know that we're the right people to do a dressage freestyle. I think that said the line was banging. Given the fact that my last dressage test, I didn't even salute properly. I would love to pick the music, though. Like, (gasps) for a dressage to music. Come on, though. Do you remember when we had to pick music for this fucking podcast? I come up with that one, that robot one. Do you remember Thingy Robot? We should play that on the podcast one day. Yeah, there was a lot of... I we I listened to so much <laughs> royalty free music. <laughs> I don't think I could comprehend music anymore. <laughs> and yeah. I sent you that one toothless gem and the something robots or something like that. Toothless gem. Do you remember that? She I could don't. use that. I'll send it. Get, give me your email address. I'll send it to her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to inflict that upon her. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move on. I'm going to save you. Um, this one is Hannah Oakers. Um, so I bought a project in inverted commas in spring with view to sell. So far, it's been pretty safe as he's been a bit too small for me. So I've been able to reassure her husband that said horse, who we have now built a stable for for winter, would eventually go. However, he's been turned away for a month and I swear he's doubled in size. <laughs> I'm feeling like perhaps that's you're looking at it through rose tinted spectacles, but okay. He's turning into a bit more of a chunk and it's becoming a bit of me. So do I just keep promising to sell him and have him in five years' time? Sell him as planned so we can afford the new kitchen. Wait for him to grey out and convince husband that the two grey Connies are actually just one horse and he's getting a bit senile at 31. That's the one. Keep him. If he's a nice horse, especially if you're saying she's going to sell him or whatever, if it's a nice horse, a nice horse is a nice horse. And you can, you've created a horse that you're enjoying. You obviously, like, you you got him in the spring and you were meant to sell him before the winter, I'm guessing. He's got a stable. I'll mm. just keep the horse. You can always sell him a bit later on because I'm guessing he's a youngster. That is keep true. Him. Why do you compromise? Compromise. Another 12 months. 
you might put you'll be putting more value on him by doing more competitions and stuff. You can then be a hundred percent certain. All right, yeah, I'm torn because I sold Paris to buy my kitchen, but I knew that I had bougie. And, yeah. like, I think having just one horse is always a risk because what if you sold that horse, got a new kitchen, and then that horse injured itself, and then you'd really kick yourself? Yeah. So I think... You got, the thing is, the thing is, a kitchen, as long as you've got a kitchen to cook and wash up in, does it really matter what it looks like? Get Compromise. There's a good Facebook group, which is, like, you can like do loads of, like, house stuff on a budget get some of that cupboard paint don't be pulling this face you have got the flashiest kitchen ever you cannot be telling people (laughs) (laughs) that they have to paint their cupboards i didn't for a long time though i had my caravan kitchen that didn't even have that only had half a floor so i don't know i am torn like maybe you could sell him Buy a slightly less nice kitchen and buy another young Connie and produce Yes. That. Yes. That's quite a good one. We like that. Secret option number three, I feel like. I kind of feel like anyone that sells a horse for a kitchen, though. But then it's I so hate cooking or anything like that. I just, it's, it's just not my bag. Just I, take I like out a loan kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, put it on finance. What's the worst that could happen? Come on. You've got all sorts. Debt's just a fact of life. That's nothing that's absolutely that's the thousand. Doesn't matter. That's the final answer. We're all gonna die anyway. But keep the horse. You're bringing the joy today. You're like the grim reaper on this bloody card. I'm just encouraging people to live their lives. Um so anonymous. At what point during retraining a horse, in this case, uh, ROR, do you think this horse is far more talented than I could ever have imagined when first taking him on? And I think with the right setup, he could go quite far. Do you decide to sell, loan, all the options, etc.? Do you let them go before you give them the habits of an amateur, i.e. not sharp, precise with aids, or do you enjoy your time with them, take them as far as you're comfortable, and then look to sell them to someone who would take the next steps? I have lessons with a five-star eventer who is suggesting the two-star at Cornbury as a legitimate aim for the horse, but I'm not experienced enough at anything above a hundred to sell him. Oh, to sell him for a tidy sum. I've been offered nine thousand to someone to really produce or to continue to produce and enjoy for yourself. Nine thousand doesn't go as far as you would once think, but it certainly could go a long way to fixing a few bits around my yard and for the other horses I have. So I suppose there. She's got other horses already. Yeah, because I was going to say if you that's need to replace one, him, got something else that. Could she buy the other lady a kitchen? Do you think? Sorry. Could she buy the other lady a kitchen? I'm wondering if she. Yes, could. you sell it. <laughs> what? Take the Connie on loan or something? Like that? I don't know. You all got. I know it is difficult because I've sat there so many times with Vince, and I've had it for nine ten years had it rammed down my throat how talented Vince was you know and I've I've gone into um clinics with top riders and I've had a top rider 
point at me and say, if that horse was on my yard, it'd be intermediate now. That's a five-star horse. I've had that, so I do understand. But then by the same token, horses don't have horses don't have ambition. They don't but think, I to don't myself, think... Shit, I should have gone to Babington. I don't I think she's doing it for that, is she? I think she's kind of like, it almost sounds to me like she's resigned to selling it. So it's whether you sell it now yeah, or down the line, which to me, I definitely wouldn't loan it. There's no way I would no, loan it. The only option, other option is lease. Or I wouldn't lease another it. option, if you could afford it, keep it and find a rider for it. I would... I probably personally, it's a bad time for you to do it, but what I probably would do is keep it and I would pay a pro to take it to maybe five events and get some real yeah. good solid see results. Whether, and see whether it really has got the boom. Yeah, because nine grand to me, it's hard because you're never going to get as much, much for, for a, an X racer, but it's not, it's not a lot of money in that, like if that horse brings you loads of joy and it's something yeah. that the only reason that you're going to sell him is because you feel that he could do bigger things. I think that's kind of silly. Even yeah. though I know, like you've said, the money would help. If he's bringing you happiness, then I think... Go to Cornbury. I know she said that's way out of my way out of my thing, but this could be your chance to achieve this, you know, to do your two-star and do whatever. But if not, then like, in a way, there's... Like, so say I, my goal was always jump 130, like, but jump it sort of consistently. And Carla always says for me to do that, I would need a horse that's like a 140 minimum horse because it has to have enough scope that if I miss or make a mistake, it can help me. So kind of like if you want to do hundreds and you've got a horse that is that extra talent, maybe you don't know and your confidence is going to really grow. Mm. And then your ambition will change, like, as you produce him. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that you could go out and, and go around a big track that you think he's capable of, like, but maybe in three years. Yeah, like, you just don't, you don't know where you can get to with just improving. You know, like, when I got Vince, all I wanted to do was go around to BEAC. I was yeah, like, exactly. yeah, I'll do BEAC. Yeah. I'll do BEAC. Next thing I know, I'm going around novices. It, it, it does grow with the relationship with the horse. So very sensible. Look at us being sensible. Look at us. Look at us being all sensible. It is a tricky We're one sensible. though. Because like nine like if someone gave me like nine grand for a horse that kind of like I suppose as well, it depends like how attached you are and stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. Let's be quite straight. If you're ever asking me about buying, about selling a horse, I'm the worst person in the world. I don't think I've ever sold a horse for, well, I haven't for years. Yeah. Chance is 30 now. He, he was supposed to be only, he's an ex racer. I was only supposed to turn him around and sell him on 27 years, 27 years ago. Um, I don't really think he's going to improve much more now. So, yeah. So if it comes to advice about selling a horse, I'm not your person. Uh, I have a bit of a tendency to keep them. Do you know, I think what I would say is you've usually got a bit of a feeling with things like this. Like, you know, deep down, like, 
I think you've got like a, oh, I should sell him, but I know if I do, I'm going to regret yeah. it. Or like, yeah, I just don't get like, there's certain horses we've had where I'm just like, I don't naturally go to you. and Like, I just don't have that same love that I have. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. Evelyn Singh. I keep my horse at an adjustment property that has group paddocks and a few individual paddocks. I currently have my mare in an individual paddock as the only group paddock available is very overgrazed. Half the paddock is dirt, which gets horribly muddy when it rains. And the horses are fed twice a day from hay nets hung from trees. In the individual paddock, I can ensure she always has hay and has shelter with dry ground and the paddock is not muddy. The dilemma is she gets lonely sometimes when the horses move away from her in the adjacent paddocks. Mm. <laughs> so my answer is to buy another horse which I can ensure stays in the adjacent That's not paddock. quite where I was going with this, but no, I like same. the train of thought. Also, my son could learn to ride on this horse, but the difficulty is I can really only afford one horse. I've got a sensible idea here. Buy a second horse. And if it's safe horse that your son could learn to ride on, maybe you could get a sharer. Yes. That's the one. Split the cost. There's no way I'd be putting it in an overgrazed, shitty field with, like, where they're all going to kick lumps out of each other for a hay net. Not on your Nelly. I mean, I do think horses should be in pairs, like, at least. Mine always are. But uh, the amount of fucking injuries when we were on livery yards. Also, like, if it's on a, on a yard and you've got to deal, it's not so much dealing with the other horses, it's dealing with other horses' owners, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, one of Ben's oh, customers. Oh. I don't know if it was a customer. But on one of the yards that Ben goes to, ended up in a court case. A court case? Yeah. What, because a horse kicked another horse? No, because the owners ended up fighting. It's not the yard when that sort of shit's on. One of them was whipping the other one with a lunge whip. Shut up. Shut up. Talking of lunch whips, little bit of a diversion here. One of the toilets in our house keeps blocking. My children do like very bowel oriented because I fired earlier, but my children keep blocking the toilet, one of these toilets. And it's, there's obviously some sort of issue. We've got to get it looked at where we've had the toilet put in. It's like it obviously it has to go up or round a corner or something and it keeps blocking. And Sam had a magic glove to start off with and he had to keep putting his hands down. And I felt really sorry for him. Anyway, because I don't really lunge my horses. I've got a lunge whip, yeah, because they're like really flexible. I cut the long bit off and then I can feed it round the toilet, round the tube, move the blockage on. Right. I said to my husband, I said, all them years you've bitched about me buying stuff for my horses... All that money I've spent, look now, now you don't have to put your magic glove on and get your hand down the toilet. I've saved you with a lunch whip. I don't think he's that as grateful as I would have liked him to be. Even you look a bit shocked at that, if I'm honest. What, so what's our take? She needs to buy the horse. Oh, shit, yeah, I've forgotten we were talking about that. Yeah, buy the horse. Um, Get a sharer. Get a think sharer. Of, think of the money, horse get, the, get a horse on loan. Um. Think of or the money even if you're saving riding right, lessons. Charity. You're doing charity work. Go to a charity. Yeah. Get one from a charity. That reminds me, when I've said horse girl maths there, um, so we went to a tack shop on my birthday um, and Ben said I could get a new pair of breeches. 
So um, I I went to get some breeches and they didn't have them. So I was like, oh, they don't have anything. And Ben was like, you can't leave a tax shop on your birthday without buying something. And I like wandered around. I was like, no, it's, I'm all right. There's nothing I want. Um, it's a dream. He's a good egg. And I was like, no, there's nothing I want. And he was like, well, look, you'd really like that show shirt. Get that show shirt. So I was like, right, okay. So I got the show shirt. Um, and then I ordered some of the jods that I'd liked in the tax shop when I got out. And Ben said, what, you're ordering the breeches as well? And I said, yeah, I was coming here for breeches. That's what you came for, yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, look, they're on the sale. So I've just saved £40. And he was like, oh, so basically that show shit was free. I was like, look at you. (laughs) Isn't he good? Isn't he good? He's a good egg. That is superb horse girl (laughs) maths. From your husband. I know. I was, oh, it was a proud moment. I had a tear in you my eye, Carla. You careful, Katie. Someone, someone was stealing from you. I know. Because that was superb. They're going to have him off my hands. Um, just okay. just if, he, if he starts getting too big for his boots and stuff, just get him to lean in that doorway again. <gasps> I don't know if I should say this. No, don't. No, don't. I'm worried. The fact that you said I don't know if I should say this, that's not normally. I'll tell you and then you can tell me to edit it out. He lent... Okay on the um, thing above the Arga, like what's it called when it's stone and it's like a chimney place, but a massive one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He lent on that. Absolutely did it. Shut up. Oh my God, yeah. So, so, so it, it wasn't his actual leaning technique. It was what he was leaning on. No, it's, yeah, it's his height. He's too tall to lean because we've got low doorways because we're in an old house. We've got really low ceilings. He's too tall. Genuinely, I honestly, anyone get your husband to lean, it has to be the appropriate height. It one million percent does it. Wow, lots of people all over the country like just getting their husbands to lean on stuff. Yeah, do it. No, what if that, what? No, stop. What if there's like a, a baby like boom. A boom in childbirth? There's gonna be, and it was like, what? All these horsey, all these horses going on loan because these people are pregnant. Well, that'll be great for the girl who needs a horse for her son. <gasps> Doing God's work here. Doing am. God's work. Doing God's work. Just <laughs> You thought you were just part. getting dilemmas solved. <laughs> I told you how to unblock a pooey toilet if you so yeah. need to. You're oh. getting them knocked up and other people are getting horses on loan. Doing God's work here. I mean, I don't like to say you don't okay. get this from any other podcast. But... Actually, did ask us to sort out a life. Get one alone. Get it from a charity or something. Then get a sharer. Yeah. Watch. Because if Let's it's go. to learn, like if it's for your son to learn on, you can get a really old one, like you know, and that will be kind. Yeah. Okay. Right. Should we do one more? And we'll yeah. come back to it. Um. JEC Equestrian, Dilemma When Show Jumping, Seeing Strides. Don't. Are you going to elaborate or are we just sticking with don't? Because <laughs> we might have time for two if we're going just one word. <laughs> Stop getting stressed. So one of the big things, I I can't see a stride for Toffee. It hasn't stopped me. Uh, someone said once to me, you're only ever really half a stride out. 
And if you're jumping small enough, most horses can absorb that and they're not going to bother. So just you're going to do more damage panicking and hooking and pulling and burying your horse in the bottom of the thing, panicking about being astride, seeing astride, than you are just sitting there and going, oh, oops, I'm half astride out and then having to do a slightly bigger jump or whatever. So my I'm really sorry that. Whereas Chavin's really getting on my wick. You're better off just not getting yourself. I think more damage is done worrying about seeing a stride than actually not seeing the stride. My yeah, my I thing for that terribly is when you panic about seeing a stride. Nine times out of ten, if you genuinely aren't finding good strides, it's the canter. The canter's wrong. So because for me, if your canter is good, the stride kind of comes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. If you just sit and let the fence come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like if they're flat and you haven't got a hold of their head, you know what I mean? Or if they're like yeah. lolloping along, barely moving, then if they're wrong, they don't have the power in the canter to get themselves out. So for me, if you are cantering over canter pulls and you're getting the right rhythm, yeah. you don't need to even think about a stride. And the other thing, which is really weird, and I thought she was lying. I often think Carla's lying, um, but turns out often she isn't. And I'm wondering if that's why she trains and I don't. Um, is she said to me, that if you make a mistake, the horse gets offended. But if the horse makes the mistake itself, it doesn't. And I was like, that's bollocks. But actually, it turns out it's not. So, like, say if I think we're on, a, like, a bad stride now, like, kick for a long one, Pan will come around the next time and be like, fucking, what the hell did you do there? And, like, charge off. But if I just sit and kind of go... I don't know if you want to go a bit deeper or if you want to be long, but like we're not on the best stride here. And he makes the decision. He comes yeah. on the next time and learns. And I'm like, yeah. who would have thunk it? One one of the big one of the tips that Barrett always makes me do. Um, so obviously, um, Vince has got like such a good canter and stuff. And so then when I'm one of my chassis, because he's such a different horse, and I think you're right there. I think because his canter's not as strong and it's not as established and it's not as good as Vince is, which is why I struggle more on him, is Barrett always, always, always help, throws into me about riding the corner before yes. a fence. Yes. Concentrating on that more than anything else. Because he says, if you come out of that corner well, if you've ridden that corner well, like you say, you can usually just sit. So yeah. he always makes me pick up my fence early, look at that front bar. He said, horse owners and a lot of you'll you'll hear a lot of weird stuff bantered around which he absolutely hates i know um a trainer i used to have used to have me looking up and beyond the fence yeah so you were picking it up in this periphery and he's like why would you want to do that pick up that front bar because that's what you want to go to yeah. ride your corner picking up that front bar and he said and it will just come yeah, and it is starting to a lot more. So it I is true. But the more you're just looking at the fence and you're not being like, am I too far away? Am I too close? Just look at it. Look at it. Yeah. And, just, and actually another good thing is think about something else. So pick mm. something else, but re you have to really focus on it. So like for me, I know that my hands are my bad point or my lower leg. So I'll be exactly. like, keep your hands down. Keep your fucking hands down. Keep your hands down. Keep your hands down. That's all the one with you do me. today is keep your hands down. You've won. And then that yeah. stops you being like, I'm a long man. And then you realise, oh, actually, I've had really good strides because I wasn't even thinking about them. I was, I was watching a vlog. I was watching someone on YouTube and they were having, and they, 
they were having a, a lesson with someone who was counting. I said, four, three, two. And I thought, I honestly, I would have got off and probably lamped them. Because, like, <laughs> that talk about putting the pressure on, like, yeah. to count in the middle of the fence. It's not the fucking foxtrot. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's getting to a fence. <laughs> And like you say, it's about riding the corner before, picking it up with your head nice and early. And for me, like you said before, about not raising your hands, when I panic and I mm. think that I'm on a, on, I don't talk about scenes tries very often, I try not to talk about like, I think I'm a bit off. I panic and I raise my hands. And like you say, and Caroline does really shout at me for that. She's like, keep those fucking hands down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing of it is, if I am slightly off, and I keep my hands down and I keep my legs up, like yeah. just wrapped around them. I usually sort it out. It usually yeah. sorts out. But when I raise my hands, everything goes tight. He lifts his head. Yes. So what goes from a slightly, not maybe not perfect distance, yeah. turns into this horrible, yeah. hideous jump. So there's me saying, don't see track. We actually gave some really good advice there. You're welcome mm-hmm. when you're jumping clears. But don't, um, don't stop. I always think of it, what was helped me massively, helped me massively is stop thinking about seeing a stride. Yeah. Think about, I think about distances such as like making a distance or going through a distance if I have to, if I have to think of it in that way. But most of the time I just think about sitting and letting that fence come to me. And if you think about it coming to you, just travelling to the fence, it it takes the pressure off i still walk the distances oh and i can tell you now i haven't i don't think i've ever got a distance i've walked so it doesn't look like i know what i'm doing okay i think we should quickly quickly do one more um okay riversdale's riversdale j stables do i stay running a riding school or get a job that pays a wage well i guess what do you love doing like do you does the riding school bring you so much happiness and that you literally get out of bed and are like this is where I want to be and I can still afford to pay the bills I need to pay or are you like because I certainly when I was working with horses by the end I was like fucking I can't even be asked to do my own horses I couldn't have done another day and like actually especially in the winter levels I'd rather be stacking shelves like you know and I'm in the warm and I'm not being bitched at by some insane horsey lunatic then but then I don't know like other times with the right job like say now if I could go and work for Carla I would like I would yeah I've worked there for years and I know that I would learn so much and I would set myself up but then I guess riding school. But then if you like love working with kids, it's kind of like being a teacher. School, though, which I can imagine is really stressful. Oh, this, if you were Incredibly running Incredibly stressful. Financial, I can't even imagine. Like, that I just, could, yeah, I could, yeah, I couldn't do it. Dealing with people, dealing with horses. Uh, yeah, I don't and, know. And all the paperwork and shit that you have to jump through because of health and safety. I don't, yeah, I don't. Oh, get a job. Get a fucking job. Win the lottery. I think that's the best thing. I said to Ben something last Only night. Fans. And I said, like, you know, but if, what if we win the lottery? Lot. And he said, you do know, though, that we don't put it on. And I, he said, you, you keep... 
I said to Ben, we we're talking about something. And I said, but what if we win the lottery? And he said, you do know that we don't put it on though, Katie. And I said, I forget that all the time. And I often will sort of justify things and go, but what if we win the lottery? And he's like, you say that as if it's a possibility. Even if we put it on, it's, an, it, you know, it's, it's very unlikely. But we don't put it on. I don't do it every week. And every time I do it, I go through space of doing it. I only do it once a week. I only do it on the Saturday. And every time I do it, I break my own heart because I convince myself, yeah, I go, this time. I'm, 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 quite, I'm quite a nice person. So yeah. I deserve to win. I haven't been doing it for a long time. So I deserve to win. I, I, I could do so much good with that money. I deserve to win. And by the time I've done it, I've basically convinced myself I'm going to win it. And spent it. And then I break my own heart because yeah. I'll win like two quid or something if I'm going to win anything. Yeah. All right. Only fans. On that note. Oh, we... same. Something like that. Do something different. Should we move on to Anchor of the Week? Oh, God. Do we have to? My dickheads. Right. I'll do mine because it's quick. Um, Mine is my, well, she's not my saddler. She's a saddler. Um, that took my saddle and did fuck all with it while I rang her and she ignored my calls and ignored my messages. And then eventually when I would get through to her, she would tell me that it was being looked at or that it was with Harry Dabs. Eventually I rang Harry Dabs and it was not at Harry Dabs. So I rang her and I said, what is going on with my saddle? She proceeded to shout at me, and tell me that her pony had been put to sleep a week ago and had I no compassion, um, had an absolute absolute rant at me, Um, at which point I said, no. No, I did know her pony had been put to sleep. I said, no, the reason that you didn't get back to me was because you were in Germany, apparently buying sports horse or something. A, A page was like something sports horse or something. Anyway, I said the reason that you ignored all my messages and phone calls prior to that was apparently because of your pony. And she just hung up the phone. (gasps) Rude. So when she rang me back after I sent her an email, I said, look, I don't know at this point where my saddle is. I just want to know where my saddle is. Like, that's all I care about. It's an expensive saddle. Like, and I, I haven't seen it for six weeks. I've got no idea where it is. Um, so she immediately rang me and she answered the phone like this, Carla, honest to God. She said, well, have you got anything you'd like to say for yourself? And I said, what? Oh yeah, where's my fucking saddle? That's what I want to say. I said, what? I said, the only thing I've got to say to you is contact me at this point by text or email so I've got proof of everything that is said between us and she said I cannot believe you are not going to apologize about me um, mourning my pony why is it your problem that a pony died why did you go and kill it I was just like you know you're like this is a new level of insanity I just can't deal with it even for me I had to track my saddle down by ringing around places to find out. Because it's got flare in, and I knew it was the flare that needed to be repaired, 
I had to just go online and find my own saddle again. Which thank like thank goodness I found it and Flair were incredible because I said, do not send it back to her, please, because I'll never see the fucking thing again. Yeah. And they oh, and then she said to me, um, because I said, look, I, I just just tell me where it is and I'll deal with it. And she said, with all due respect, they wouldn't deal with you. They would only deal <gasps> with a professional. You are not a professional, fuckface. Oh, my God. There you go. That's my event. I have my saddle back. Wow. It's not fixed. Well, it is fixed because Flair fixed it. But because it hasn't been, it's just been sent, it doesn't fucking fit the horse. It fits the horse worse than it did before. But anyway, oh, no. it's okay. It's all okay. You haven't got to swallow your pride and ask her to come and fit it, have you? I mean that'd be useful, but will I fuck be swallowing my pride? No, yeah, I, I, you know, I would, I would rather sell that saddle and get a, yeah. whole, a saddle without flair, so I'd never have, just to just to not have to risk having to make that phone call. I'd rather swallow a knitting needle than swallow my pride, Carla. I'd rather poo out a pool table. My husband said that once, and it made me laugh my head off. It's like, how did you put those two together in any way? So yeah. I mean, am I a little bit fucked? Yes, I am. But I have the moral high ground. (laughs) Never give up, never what? (laughs) Well, I mean, I fell off. And I do think it's partly because I don't have any knee rolls. So that's definitely, it's nothing to do with bougie. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely knee knee rolls. (laughs) So uh, new saddle incoming then. Um, and that would be the one. easiest thing. So, I said that to Ben. Just buy a new. Let's just buy a new saddle. Let's buy a new saddle. Give up now. He seems a little bit reluctant so far, but I, I mean, know, I can't think why. I'm um, wondering if maybe I should lean on something. Yes. What should I lean on? Quite small. Mm. Think about that. I will. This could I- do it. Yeah, I think next time I'm probably going to have a CWD. I'll have found something suitable to lean on and I'll be away. Yeah. All right, your wanker of the week. Anyway, wasn't it? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was more, quite old. Your wanker of the week um, is epic because I know. One. Poor Katie, <laughs> just going about her business today, got a quite a frantic fucking voice note from me, which I did refer to my horses as the, with the seed bomb several times. I think you told me you were going to make them into fucking lasagna. I was going to make them into a fucking lasagna as well. Um, Oh, shut up, Trevor. So, because the weather's been so shit, my horses are on limited turnout for the time being. Also, it's just been this catastrophe. Catastrophe. Say again for me. Catastrophe, that's it. So basically, I treated the field that they would be on normally um, for ragwort, and it didn't work. Um, it got washed away. So I can't, I can't risk them going on there because it's now the ragwort's died as well. So obviously, they're more yeah, likely to eat worse, it. Yeah. So um, it's an absolute fucker. So they would normally go on this field. So they're on this field now. The rules of this field that they're on, and it's quite a nice field, but the rules of the field are is. Part of it is almost part of the garden. It's where we have like barbecues and stuff like that in the summer. So they're not allowed on there when it's wet. Okay. Well, that didn't work. 
did no. it? Because obviously pissed with rain, flooded, shit went down. So my husband isn't best happy with me. He's but not. He can he, always be ruled. They can always be ruled. He's yeah. He's just not, not, he's not best pleased with me. No. So anyway, there's, there's that going on. So we're in this field, so I'm thinking, do you know what? I'll limit their turnout a little bit for the time being until I put them on the front field. Because, I don't want to put them on the front fields because Vince has been on a holiday. And when Vince goes on holiday, he gets bored and he starts doing shitty things like jumping out of the field. So I thought, well, if they're on the backfield, We've done all the rear back fencing so that they can't go anywhere there. The gate is shut. They can't get out the front. It's fine. They're all plus. They have to go down past the house. So if they do, he, do, he does get out. It's all going to be fine. So anyway, I've done some nights. I'm having a nap today. I put them out, put the fence on. I'm having a nap. All nice and peaceful. My phone goes. Carla, your horses have just wandered into my into my um car park i was like what this is the woman down the road who owns a riding school my three horses have just walked into her car park she's about she's the woman that doesn't know whether she wants to um keep doing riding schools (laughs) probably yeah actually yeah (laughs) i've got a dilemma my neighbor's horses so basically our setup is they're at the back of the house they've got to come to the front of the house We've got a driveway, which is just under a quarter of a mile, to a gate. It's mm. another quarter of a mile to a road. Then they go on down the road, not that far, and then there's this riding school. So my arsehole horses today, while I've been having a little nap, and I was literally just having a quick nap before I got them back in, Vince, it looks like Vince has jumped out, standard, He's then gone for a mooch, gone for a walkabout, probably come up to the house, see what I'm doing. Can I just, just quickly panicked. interject and say, I'm wondering, have you ever seen, you know, those women, like housewives and stuff, who wear the ankle weights? The what? I can't eat because my dog's... Get down. The ankle Sorry. weights. Yeah. I'm wondering. On really heavy ones. What do you think? Like a ball and chain. Yeah. On each foot. What do you think? I would love that. I I looked at hobbles. Yes, the bastard would probably still find a way to jump. He'd jump with all four feet. He'd still find a way. He'd still find a fucking way. He would still find a way because he just. But that would be funny to watch. By the looks of it, looking at the hoof marks at the scene of the crime, and then Jazzy has panicked because oh, Vince has gone. Vince has gone. My leader and lord and master. And he's obviously gone through the fence because he's got a rug on. Can't really feel there. Oh, it hasn't. It hasn't been yeah. as much as we would have liked. Um, and then now they've then gone down the front through a field and got to the drive, and then they've gone past two fields full of lovely, lush grass that I've been saving for them. No, no, they're going to keep going. I've had a Haley's delivery while I've been having my nap. The Haley's man hasn't shut the gate because obviously, why? Because it would be today of all days when the fucking. And the horses have gone, oh, we'll go out this gate and we'll keep fucking going and we'll go down the next quarter of a mile. Well, I'm down wondering the next if ride. Vince was like, well, I'm on holiday and I'm bored. I could do a few hours in that riding school, really help them out. <laughs> well, when I went and picked them up, I, I walked down initially. I was on my own. I was in my fucking pyjamas. <laughs> also, 
I had did have a little bit of lip filler in yesterday. My lips were swollen. I look like a, I look like a fucking baboon's ass on my face. I've walked down there with my head collars and my in my Dunlop wellies. I've turned up at this riding school, and this woman, she, she, I'm not. I'll put it out. That she, I'm not a big. She's not my biggest fan. I love she's, how she's, you were like. How strong do she's I? Not go a to fan you? of me. <laughs> and like on it, I get it. She she was a diamond, <laughs> and she was fabulous for what she did. And so I'm not going to slag her off for that. Um, you know, and she, you know, she made a very valid point, which you know, my horses on a road, if they got hit by a car, you know, they could be killed or well, they could kill that. someone. So that's you know what, I'm not, not making really, light of that. That's not a valid point, is it? Because you fucking know that it's not like you let the fuckers out. I know, I know, but they they're they're arseholes. My horses are arseholes. I mean, really, it's Vince. And so I'm down there, and I I basically put the head collar on chance, and I said. I'm going to leave these other fucking two here. I'm just keeping this one. And I was all for just bringing Chance back and just having the 30-year-old. I don't know what he thought he was fucking doing going down to the riding school. I bet he's sleeping like a a little log, bless him. He's had a busy afternoon. He should know better. Honestly, I said I did say to us, you can keep these two. I'm done. I'm done with them. I was... And I did say to Katie, I said, I would I would gladly turn the fuckers into lasagna, but they'd probably give you food poisoning because they're that, they're spiteful. such dickheads. I think she said. <laughs> they are spiteful. They are. Why? Why? What possesses them to go, huh? They've got 12 acres. So fair enough, they've got out, right? So they could go anywhere on the farm. No, I'm going to go down to a fucking road. It's like there's been twice where Oz have gone to the fucking golf course and you're like, oh, why? The thing is as well, like I, I, an old tip that someone gave to me, which was like, if you don't use like an entrance when you ride them, so if you never lead them in and out of an entrance, you never ride them at the entrance, they don't know it exists. Well, that's fucking bullshit. That's bollocks. Because mine, they're off down that fucking drive faster than they know how. Literally, horrible owner. They must hate me because they don't want to live here. Mine always run the same way. Well, nearly always, um, and it's a way that they would never, ever, ever, ever go. And it's like they're more just kind of like, "What the fuck's up there?" Mm, might be good. That's what I think. That's what I'm starting to think. What it is, I'm start, That's what I think has happened. They've I obviously... think what you should do is the opposite. You should hack them every day there, and then they'll be like, "That way's work." Reverse psychology, the fuckers. Problem is, it goes down to the road. And that's the best of it. It's not fucking honestly. Like, if I was to hang, because there's, um, there's been a work, burst water main. So there's like all these roadworks up there as well. They've oh. dug up the roads, all these flashing lights. There's all these bollards. Try to hack any yeah. of those fuckers up there. I would, they would that not have so snipped up there themselves, wouldn't yeah, they? That is honestly, I, that is so awesome. fucking annoying. When they're pissing off and they go past all kinds of stuff, and you're like, "Oh, sorry," because yesterday I tried to walk you past a leaf and I nearly lost my front teeth. Like, yeah, I hate them so much. Like, literally, I was so done. I, I, I poor Katie got the voice note. My my friend Georgie, I think I must have voice noted her, basically just dropping the C bomb and variations of it for about forty five minutes. Um, I was done. I was gonna. I was gonna shoot them. <laughs> I started off wanting to shoot them. I hated them. I hated all horses. 
it's honestly having to go to someone that you've like that it's frosty between you and you've got to go there all the the fucking people of all the fucking people like they couldn't have stitched you you up she's not my biggest fan they couldn't have stitched you up more they've done it on purpose yeah they have done it on purpose they've like hey let's go like I just think, like I said, and and you know, I'm I won't name her, but like, I am incredibly grateful to her for you know shutting the gate to her to her car park, phoning me up and just telling me, you know, that my horses were going on a magical mystery tour of the village. Um, I and I am you know so there's there's no no there, and I do think I will probably have to buy a bottle of gin and maybe leave it at a gate and say thank you. Um. I just, I just, I, I'm still so seethingly angry. I gave them all very small feeds tonight. That's how angry I was. I was like, you are just having a sprinkle of food. Absolutely. You don't deserve any more. Yeah. And then and I had to come out like, I'm exhausted. Never done so much energy. <laughs> I need to replenish. I know, to be fair, at least Vince is like, right, I'm back in work now. I've taken myself for a hack. <laughs> come for a hack. Start my road work. Um, and I just like, I had to cut open my very expensive. They started on the haylage that got delivered, and the gate had been shut. Started on the haylage. I thought, I, honestly, there was nothing but seething resentment. Yeah. To them all. I, I, it may take just give it to them. Oh, fucking honestly, I hate them. I'm really not loving the horses. So basically, I didn't leave Vince and Chaz there. Can I just say that I didn't? Basically, what we had to do because I was on my own. And uh, the riding school had their own horses to do and they were very busy. So I had to lead Vince and Jazz back on my own between them with the two of them. Yeah. Um, and leave Chance there in, in their round pen. They've got like a turnout round pen. So he was in there. And then I took the horse box back. And because obviously I can only take one horse at a time in my lorry. Mm-hmm. I took the horse box back. So it was a little bit like, you know that... Um, for a minute, I was stood in this car park. You know, there's that challenge, isn't there, where you've got a boat and you've got like a chicken, a fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to like cross them across the river. Basically, I had to do that for a little bit. So, so if I take, go and get the horse spots and I take Vince and I need Jazz and Chance here. And, and I was like trying to work it out how I could do it with, because I was worried about leaving Chance because he gets stressed and I don't want him yeah. to colic. As it was pointed out to me, you know, like they said, well, if he's going to colic, he might colic after he's trotted down a ring down a busy road well it wasn't a busy road because obviously I mean, these road works out there which thank god yeah they've got these road works so the road wasn't busy but they're just arseholes and that's i think all i, I would have say. left vince and jazzy there and they could have been teaching six-year-olds how to do rising trot for the next few weeks and that would have taught them a lesson and also yeah, saved your village they're still going to go down there they, if they can get out oh, they'll, they'll go, go down there time. just to fucking piss you off so that's they're what so, I mean they, they, I think you have to punish they, them they have they, to be used in lessons they woke up they chose fucking violence which they do quite frequently and I'm just it's November my fields are wet my husband's giving me grief because I've churned up part of the garden I've got a field that I can't use because it's rag work I'm ankle deep in mud I just spent 280 quid on some fucking haylage and then the arseholes did and I I've, I'm done but Carla, if I tell you, I've told them both them horses. I said, if you don't fucking come out and be double clear machines next year, I am going to remind you of this every fucking day. I bought Vince a new head collar the other week. 
regretting that now. But we have solved other people's dilemmas. Our own lives might be shit shows. I can't even take my own bra off. But we've brought joy and wisdom to the horsey world, which are words that I never that thought I'd say. Funny, Kate. Are you trying to be all zen there? I've, I've, I've tried to talk me down. I've got myself a little bit wound up. I don't think this is going to end well. I think we should go. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't feel like I, I feel like I need to go and have a gin. I think you do. Big one. I mean, unless it's coming out of the bottle that you need to give the lady who doesn't like you. I that, yeah. I wouldn't give her gin. Just give her, like, a bottle of red. I'll go to Aldi, get a bottle of wine. Yeah. I think gin's a bit excessive. Yeah, but, like, can you imagine, like, you're just trying to do your horses and my three rock up. Well, everyone likes a visit. Not from my dickheads. Give her a bottle of They're red and oh. tube of Smarties and be done with it. Right. Well, I'm going to go and have a gym. Thank you all for listening to me. I feel like I've had a bit of a counselling session with that end one there. It's yes. all going to be fine. It will be. It will all be good. I think that's, as I once said to my friend, I was telling this to someone today, as I once said to my friend who hadn't ridden for a really long time and I put her on one of our horses that proceeded to bronk and gallop off with her across the field. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and she always brings that up to me now. Remember that time that you told me the horse was really safe and it galloped off with me bronking across the field and you just kept shouting, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm saying, it it'll was. be fine or it won't. Yeah. That's what I kept saying when I went eventing again. I kept going, Evan, you're right. it'll either be all right or it won't. I mean, that's a fairly thick thing to say, but anyway... But yeah, and also, can we just say, I was supposed to do my roots today, but because of them arsehole horses, I haven't had time to do my roots. Mm. So I've got I've got greasy air. I haven't been able to go to the gym. I haven't been able to run. Well, you didn't I mean, mean I to. I did run. Yeah. I did run forward. in the wellies. I'm just, I'm fed up. Well, so I've maybe been to the hairdresser. I'm feeling. What? I've been to the hairdresser. Yeah, your hair does look nice, actually. Thanks. So, and... <gasps> And this is really quick before we go. I wore my new pair of boots that are baby pink Dr. Martens. They are. I love. They are the most beautiful things. Hang on. I'll show you them. Two seconds. Show me them. Where's she gone? Oh. Stop. How gorgeous. Did you get them for your birthday? Yeah. Like with birthday money. The hairdresser said to me when I walked in, I literally stepped in the door and she said, oh my God, I love your boots. And I was like, I know, they're a thing of beauty. <laughs> no. Those boots are like my silver cowboy boots. Best things in the world, aren't they? Oh my God. When you have a pair of gorgeous boots like that, you can take on the world. Yeah. That's how I felt today. I was swishing my hair and skipping in my... Oh, until I forgot my pin boots. code. So literally our days could not have been more different. Yeah, that's why I'm zen so though. We, we sort of had a moment not. where our worlds collided with teeth. Then your yeah. trajectory went off in quite a nice play. Well, no, because I fell off bougie. Mine... Oh yeah, you did fall off, that's true. And it did Whereas hit. mine... I'm going to go and have my gin anyway. But Tomorrow will be, be a good day. Thank you. I do love it. couldn't get any much fucking worse, could it? <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Look, there's Trevor. Trevor wants to say goodbye. Look, Trevor, look at the boots. <gasps> look at Katie's boots, Trev. 
Yeah, he looks admiring. He'd like a pair he like does. that. He wants a pair. He'd be putting them on his Christmas list. To be honest, I have not really ever thought about getting a tattoo, but I have given strong consideration to getting a, a pink boot tattooed. That's how much you love them. That's how much I love them. I love that for you. Please and do it. Where are you going to get really, it? Think I don't know. Maybe on my wrist. I love the fact the only other tattoos you've thought of having was like to like symbolise Ben and the kids. And then you've gone a full 360 or 180 or whatever and gone, nah, I'm going to get my pink boots tattooed on me. <laughs> right, to be that. fair. To be fair, okay. Rachel also has these boots. So I said we should get one boot each. Yeah, you could be like left, she could be right. Like a exactly. pair of boots. Yeah. I so love that, it, that. So it's also meaningful because I love her. But then, yeah, I, I do. I think I've never ever wanted a tattoo before, and I'm quite close to getting. Just do it. Four bears, and also a Doctor Martin boot. Love that. Yeah. Do it. Look what you've done to me. <gasps> Don't be blaming me. Should I blue I'm blaming you when my husband's like literally inked all over. <laughs> um, <laughs> It doesn't stop at one though. That's the problem. That's, it yeah, stops. It's like it's like buying horses and dogs. You and never it's stop at fucking one. Fucking expensive. I don't need another expensive hobby. Anyway, we've we've gone way off on a tangent. All right, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go and have my gin and swear Enjoy. about horses some more. Katie's gonna look lovingly at her boots. <laughs> we hope you sold you some dilemmas. Um, I have got mine off Instagram. And I will, we'll get back to them next week. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.